Welcome to Climate Watch, a podcast that delves deep into the pressing issue of climate change. I'm Tian Yu. Over the past week, the catastrophic floods in Libya have grabbed headlines across the world. The port city of Derna had suffered from severe flooding caused by torrential rains. More than 11,000 people have been killed so far, and over 10,000 are estimated to remain missing. In today's program, we're going to examine the impact of the floods and explore how climate change might be intensifying the severity of the disaster. Last weekend, an unusually strong Mediterranean storm Daniel struck Libya, triggering floods and causing extensive damage to infrastructure along its path. The situation in Derna is particularly dire as two dams outside the city burst, unleashing a torrent of water through the city's center. Local residents recount hearing loud explosions when the two dams collapsed. The floods, which were described by a local official as like a tsunami, swept away many victims in their sleep. Search and rescue are scouring the ruins left by the devastating floods. Paul Hawkins has more. Derna, or what's left of it, bodies recovered, but nowhere for them to go. No dignity for the dead. Buildings, roads, and cars destroyed in the nights by the wall of water. Some areas received instructions to evacuate, but some people didn't respond. They took matters lightly. Mustafa lives in the city. Then we heard that the dam had burst and the water had flooded the area. People were asleep, but no one was ready. But this is what happened. What can we do? For me, my house is in the next valley, opposite the Al Sahaba Mosque. The whole family lives next to each other. We're all neighbors. We lost 30 people so far. 30 members of the same family. We haven't found anyone. It was too much for the two dams on the Wadi Derna River, which flows through the city and out to sea. The floodwaters tearing through the city of 90,000 people. International search and rescue teams are arriving from Algeria, from Egypt. While the Palestinians are also sending teams, the government and the competent authorities are working to adopt a unified work mechanism to grant landing permits for aviation and aid in a gradual manner to ensure coordination and real benefit from any support. The government has begun coordination with international organisations, and we are successively identifying needs. But the minister is speaking for Libya's government of national unity, based in Tripoli, one of two which is running part of the country. The other, which isn't officially recognised by the international community, is based in Benghazi in the east, near Derna. The two governments have shown some cooperation with aid planes leaving Tripoli for the east. A chaotic, unstable, unsafe situation in the country makes the humanitarian effort even more complicated. But not the country's vast oil and gas reserves, which appear to be secured despite the flooding, unlike Libya's crumbling infrastructure. Last year, a Libyan hydrologist, Abdelwaniz Ar Ashour, warned repeated flooding was a threat to Derna. If a huge flood happens, he wrote, the result will be catastrophic for the people of the wadi in the city. The warning was ignored, and now the people are paying the price. That was Paul Hawkins on the flooding in Libya. While the disaster is attributed to different causes, experts are suggesting climate change has played a part in it. Gao Jingya has details. Scientists are saying the unprecedented floods in Derna are the latest extreme weather event to carry some of the hallmarks of climate change. 
Climate Analytics CEO Bill Hare says the disaster in Libya wouldn't have happened without the extreme rainfall coming from global warming events. The Libyan situation is obviously catastrophic and a very difficult situation. And with all these events, it's always complicated. The ultimate trigger for it is a extreme storm in the Mediterranean that、uh, many are linking to global warming. Of course, the catastrophe. Of the dam collapse is due to long periods of mismanagement and the fact that the Libyan state is not working very well. Hare believes extreme weather events caused by climate change are going to occur more frequently. I don't think we'll, we'll ever say there's one single clause, but it wouldn't have happened without the extreme rainfall, which is coming from global warming events. But what it does do is it shows that. Climate change is going to create a lot of very difficult situations, directly or indirectly. Hare is urging the international community to provide support for vulnerable countries. It really just reinforces the fact that the international community needs to get its act together to provide support for vulnerable countries, countries that aren't working very well, to address the challenges that they've got coping with the risks that are coming from climate change. The local government has approved a budget of 10 billion dinars, or nearly 2 billion U.S. dollars, for rescue and relief operation. The UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs has issued a flash appeal for 71 million U.S. dollars to meet the urgent needs of the Libyan victims. The World Health Organization has also announced two million U.S. dollars in aid from its emergency fund to support the victims of the floods. That was Gao Jingya reporting on the impact of climate on the disaster. Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue. Listen to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Let's now follow Liu Jiaheng to catch up with other climate developments across the world. Five people have been killed and four others remain missing in Vietnam's northern mountainous region due to prolonged flash floods and landslides. A report suggests that prolonged droughts are threatening the livelihoods of millions of Yemeni people. The study highlights climate change-related natural hazards have exacerbated the humanitarian crisis in the war-ravaged country. Israel is mulling a climate law that would set a national target for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. The proposed bill stipulates that greenhouse gas emissions be reduced by 30 percent in 2030 compared to 2015. NASA has announced the summer of 2023 was Earth's hottest since global records began in 1880. The months of June, July, and August combined were 0.23 degrees Celsius warmer than any other summer in NASA's record. That's all we have for this edition of Climate Watch. To listen to this episode again and to catch on our previous episodes, you can search Climate Watch on major podcast platforms. You can also contact us via audio newsroom at cgtn.com. All your comments and advice are valued. Climate Watch is produced by CGTN Radio. Our producer is Gao Jingya. Our executive producer is Holy Mei. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.